I'm told my father was particularly proud of the IT department, run by a dynamic go-getter, a genius, and a man from Ireland. <laughs> hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Black Case Diaries podcast. My name is Robin, I'm here with... <laughs> I was going to say my Adam's name. Adam's here. And Marcy's here. Yay! Hey, hey guys. Welcome to the season three finale of the Black Case Diaries. Wow, what? how did we get here, guys? <laughs> Man, that's, that's been a while. Dang. It, our seasons are only 22 episodes long. Yeah. Right, and you know, nowadays, that's pretty good. Yeah. Because a lot of really popular shows are okay with eight episodes in a season, and that's lame. <laughs> Especially for an hour's it's, worth of content. It's supposed to be uh, quality over quantity, but that's not yeah. how we do things here. <laughs> At the <laughs> I think we've got a good medium because we could right. go further. We could, yeah. we could. What happened was we just happened to stop after 22 episodes in our first season oh, right. because we yeah. needed to take a break. And then it so happened again that we needed to stop yeah. and we were just at 22 episodes yeah. then. Mm-hmm. And so it was like, oh, we have to do 22 episodes now every yeah. time. They may, just, it's the may as well just be a thing. Yeah, yeah. because it was exactly, <laughs> so it worked out so well and we're just going to do it again. Last week we wrapped up our series on animation, if you recall. Ooh, that was a fun time. Yeah. <laughs> And today, we have decided to completely shift gears to discuss one of our favorite TV shows. <laughs> yeah, not yes. even an animated one. No, this no. is totally different. <laughs> In February of 2006, UK audiences were introduced to a new multi-camera sitcom created by Graham Linehan, co-creator of another popular sitcom, Father Ted. It followed a young woman named Jen, a new hire at an ambiguous company. She is shocked to discover that she has been placed in the IT department, located in the cluttered space within the darkest depths of the building. There she meets Moss and Roy, two computer-savvy nerds lacking in people skills. <laughs> I, you mentioned the ambiguous company. <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. It's just, what do they do? <laughs> Nobody knows. The IT crowd ran for four regular seasons on Channel 4, which is a British free-to-air TV network. Each series held six episodes, and the show concluded with an hour-long special in 2013. Filmed in front of a live studio audience, the IT crowd aired internationally before being released on DVD and streaming services. It can currently be found on Netflix in the U.S. This comedy struck a chord with geeks everywhere, whether they worked in IT or not. It has gained a cult status, being one of the most popular British sitcoms in the U.S., and it made international stars out of Chris O'Dowd and Richard Ayoade, Roy and Moss. You know, this, just as a generalization, I guess, you mentioned this is a kind of clicked with nerds, right? Mm -hmm. It's like the better version of what Big Bang tried to do, right? I've heard that a lot, that this is Big Bang Theory, but funny. (laughs) I mean, yeah. yeah. You know, I personally thought there are some funny moments in Big Bang Theory for mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and I appreciate some of the humor, even though if it's a little bit too on the nose for like, oh, of course, well, they're nerds. When it started out, I mean, sure, it's kind of, it's a funny thing. Oh, they're mm-hmm. nerds. They wear superhero shirts all day long, mm-hmm. right? But yeah, it kind of outstayed its welcome, whereas this, <laughs> being actually pretty short-lived. Oh, God, yeah. Way too no, short. <laughs> had no time to do that. Yeah. Yeah, so. I I like how the situations are more changeable. The Big Bang Theory they have set people that it's like, oh, okay, well this person's gonna obviously date this person, mm-hmm. and they're gonna date for a while, and blah blah blah. Yeah. Whereas this one, they never really continue dating anybody. The situations always change. Yeah. They're always put into right. different. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we're gonna talk a little bit about the making of the IT crowd. Mm-hmm. The IT crowd was created by Graham Linehan. He is also credited as a series writer and directed almost all of the show's episodes. He's a, an Irish writer that created Father Ted, and I think he co-created Black Books as well. Oh, cool. Co-created both of those shows. And uh, one thing that I think we should just mention right now and just kind of get, it get, out. get that out of the way, you know, this show is very funny. The IT Crowd is a very funny show, mm-hmm. and we love it. And we're mm-hmm. going to talk about the show that was made by a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So many people's work <laughs> went into this, but 
I just want to point out that just because we're talking about this show does not mean that we support or endorse anything else about him and uh, the right. things that, you know, he's done. The show's great. Mm-hmm. And that's that. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, and uh, and I'm just glad that there are a lot of other people who love this show so that we can share this mm-hmm. love with them. Mm-hmm. The show was also produced by Asha Tala, Jamie Glasbrook, Richard Bowden, and Darren Schlesinger. Those were the producers that I found the names of. I'm certain there are more. Yeah. <laughs> Usually there are quite a few. Yeah. When the series started, sitcoms with studio audiences were not as popular as they once were, and the choice to film the show this way was considered a bit of a risk. That's ah. interesting. I I mean, they're popular still, mm-hmm. so I wouldn't think that it Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I think there's it's it's got a little bit of an older look to it. Originally, the show was shot in Tennington Studios, but switched to Pinewood Studios for season two, which would explain why the set looks different, slightly cleaner in later seasons. Uh-huh. Yeah. I see. If you notice in the first season, there's that fam- there's that important red door, and you kind of mm-hmm. never see that again. <laughs> yeah. You know, things are a little bit different mm-hmm. in, this, in the second season and then kind of onward. According to producers Atala and Glazebrook in the season two DVD, many of the members of the studio audience tended to be people who worked in IT and had come to see the show with their coworkers. That's a great idea. Because <laughs> they're going to get it. Yes, yes. Especially the have you turned it off and on again. Yeah, the video that I watched had a lot of interviews at the end and people were saying, yep, nice. this is what it's like. Oh, <laughs> And that's what I've heard. I mean, I showed this to my brother who, you know, he, I wouldn't say he works in IT, but he repairs equipment and so does my husband. Mm-hmm. And both of them were like, yeah, you work in the basement. Yeah. It's like dark and, you know, there's less people down there. And then, you know, you go upstairs and it's usually because Jacob says, you know, oh, I mean, 90% of the time it's a on it, turn it off and on and it, it's fixed. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yep. They also revealed that the actors got the most laughs of the night if they broke or swore. (laughs) (laughs) I believe that. That makes sense. Very SNL-esque. Yes. Yeah. Live tapings could become tedious, taking about three hours for each episode. The show would send a warm-up out into the audience to get them excited about the show and entertain them between takes. Audiences sometimes had to watch multiple takes of the same scenes. So when you hear them laughing, it's a testament to how funny the writing and the actors were, considering they might have heard the same joke multiple times. Wow, that's really interesting. That would be the reason why I wouldn't want to have a whole audience. (laughs) Just to make sure that it's like, no matter how many times I do it, we know that the laugh's going to be there. It's going to be funny. Mm -hmm. Some segments of the show that have a more cinematic quality to them, like the 0118 commercial or the (laughs) anti-piracy ad, or the outdoor sequences, were shot months in advance and played for the audience. The audience's view was blocked by the camera shooting the show, but what they couldn't see live, they could see on the screens. Oh, nice. Yeah, the producers described it as watching a play, but as if you're watching a play and the person in front of you has stood up for almost the entire thing and has a giant camera. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I think it would always be funny whenever there's a scene where a character surprises somebody else, like just is standing behind them. Mm -hmm. Whenever he just appears... I'd be, if I were in the audience, I'd be sitting there giggling to myself, seeing him, like, Right. <laughs> it's like, sneak you, you're, up. like, for the joke, like, for, they tell the audience, probably, like, yeah, for the yeah. joke, you can't laugh. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can't laugh until, Until, you know, until, until the character there. reacts that he's there. Like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> and then he's, everybody's laughing. But it'd be so funny just to see him, like, oh, look, there he is. He's sneaking around. Yeah, he's coming. You see, you see Here he comes. about to happen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> After the first couple seasons, the show put out a call to the audience for suggestions of items to be placed on the set. If you look closely, you will see original art, memes, handmade props, and many pop culture pieces carefully placed around Moss's and Roy's desks. Some of these include an image from Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog, various band posters, and a red stapler resembling the famous prop from Office Space. That's pretty great. There was a like memes created specifically for the show, and people because people found out that they were looking, and people would mail in their own stuff okay, at their own nice. expense, just like please yeah. take this. 
Oh, yeah, I just uh, wanted to be on the set. Put it on the show. That'd that be really cool. Forever, they can be like, oh my gosh, my thing was there Immortalized on that set. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the show is made because of the jokes, but a lot of it has to do with the delivery of those jokes mm-hmm. and how well the show was casted. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is a very well-casted show. <laughs> yes. So Sarah Crow was in charge of casting. She was the casting director. And she was responsible for finding the perfect actors to bring the absurd characters to life. There's no one else like these characters. No. They, they're the only ones. They're the only ones who who can pull it off. They're the only ones who make you laugh at these jokes, right? Mm-hmm. It's just so specific to the show, right. and it works. That's why an American reboot shouldn't happen. Yeah. Is that, is that like whispers of that? <laughs> they actually did shoot a pilot. Oh, did they? For an American oh. reboot. Wow. Yes. Throw it in the trash. Didn't do well. Yeah, they Good. didn't. Because <clears throat> it's, I don't know. The, yeah. It wouldn't, the same jokes wouldn't land. Right. And and mm-hmm. I guess we'll talk about it in the episodes, but some of the humor is like out there, uh-huh. right? And, and a lot of American audiences or producers, I guess, wouldn't feel comfortable or brave enough to, yeah. to do yeah, it. Yeah, there's definitely a different social situation. Yeah. So we'll start with... Possibly the most important casting of the show. <laughs> Richard Ioadi uh, played Morris Moss, mm-hmm. a coding genius and lovable goof of the ID, IT department. Between him and Roy, Moss seems to have the most trouble in social situations. <laughs> Ioadi originally studied law at Cambridge and first received recognition for his work on Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, a science fiction parody show. But the IT crowd was really where he achieved stardom. Since the show, he has done voice work in Early Man, Box Trolls. Do you guys remember in Box Trolls? Yeah. He's that, at the end, mm-hmm. he's oh, Mr. Pickles. Yeah. 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 What do you, <laughs> have you ever thought about the world, Mr. Trout? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and Pixar's Soul. Oh, great. Yeah. Great news. Which Sweet. hasn't come out yet. I didn't know that. But yeah. I'm excited for that. Now. Yeah. He hosted his own travel TV show for three seasons. Ayuadi is also set to reprise his role in the Souvenir Part 2. It's not a comedy. This is kind of a... Totally see a different side of him. Yeah. Chris O'Dowd as Roy Treneman, the often frustrated and work-shy member of the IT department. Roy is an Irishman, just like O'Dowd. And that's it. Yeah, that's all you need to know about him. (laughs) Led by a dynamic go-getter, a genius, and a man from Ireland. (laughs) As far as his work ethic goes, I feel like he's, that's what I would do. <laughs> yeah. Roy reminds me of you a lot. Not mm-hmm. not in like his really insensitive personality, because mm-hmm. you're pretty, you're much more sensitive oh, than Roy you, is. The thing is, if I could get away with answering the phone and saying, I'll be up in a minute, and then not go up for another hour, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> I would, <laughs> whispers, I would probably do that. <laughs> or maybe not that much, but like. I don't know. I would I would try to get it resolved over the phone for sure. Before the IT crowd, O'Dowd had a, had a recurring role on the series The Clinic. He also had roles in films such as Pri- Pirate Radio and Bridesmaids. Since the IT crowd, he has created and starred in his own semi-autobiographical show called Moon Boy, which follows a young boy growing up in Boyle, Ireland. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I love this show so much. <laughs> Look forward to an episode about Moon Boy. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, it's such a good show. I love, I love Chris O'Dowd, mm-hmm. and I, I, oh, and I love Richard. We, I, I feel like we might not have talked about Richard as as much as we should have. I love both of these guys. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was definitely voting for him to be a, a doctor for Doctor Who. I thought Who. he was going to be. I was so. I was hoping was he, he like, would be the next Doctor. Oh, yeah. really? He was like on the list or something. Yeah, well, like and it, the fan list. Yeah, right. the, the fan. Know, yeah, rumors exactly. or whatever. The list where we were. We were all speculating, Hoping. like, oh, maybe oh, it'll like, be Simon Pegg. Maybe yeah. it'll be Richard. You know. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Chris O'Dowd. Anyway, Chris O'Dowd. Yes. <clears throat> O'Dowd recently starred in the TV show Get Shorty and is currently set to write and star in a new film called The Adventures of Super Frank. Oh, Yay. that sounds interesting. Yeah. Um, he was also in that Cloverfield yeah, movie that Cloverfield premiered on Netflix. Yeah, Paradox, I think. Yeah. Did I say Netflix? Netflix? <laughs> that was weird. Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Catherine Parkinson as Jen Barber. The IT crowd was Parkinson's first big role. She also appeared in Pirate Radio and has and had a recurring role on Doc Martin 
and defending the guilty. She is set to star in the upcoming film, Paul Dude's Deadly Lunch Break. Yeah, I really like, I mean, the thing about Katherine Parkinson is that she is absolutely wonderful as Jen Barber. Mm -hmm. And Jen is such an important character in this Mm -hmm. show because she's the most, even though she is a bit of a caricature and kind of strange Mm -hmm. and weird, Mm -hmm. she is us. She is is the audience being introduced to these very (laughs) weird people. (laughs) And, uh, you know, she's such a great contrast between Moss and Roy you know like the episode for example when Roy is stuck under that woman's desk Mm -hmm. because it's been too long for a reasonable explanation and now he can't you know and Moss goes up there and tries to tries to figure it out Uh and you know Jen walks up it's three seconds it's so quick yeah you know it's just that 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 contrast yeah she knows how to handle the people in the upper Mm -hmm. offices yeah and it yeah it is it's I think her introduction to them and into the show was perfect Mm. for the audience for us to see (laughs) (laughs) you know how ridiculous all of it really is yeah yeah Noelle Fielding played Richmond the goth member of the group who frequently hides in the cold control room. (laughs) He only appears in one episode of season three due to filming conflicts with another project. Oh, really? Yeah, Yeah, and in the show they say he got scurvy. Mm-hmm. Oh. They explain this. <laughs> explain it away. Yeah, they yeah. say he had scurvy. That's right. <laughs> oh my gosh. Fielding has been acting since the 1990s and had a recurring role on The Mighty Boosh before and during the IT crowd. He also had his own show, Noel Fielding's Luxury Comedy, and was a guest host on The Great British Bake Off. He also lends his voice to Stan the Executioner in the series Disenchantment. Oh, man, I've been meaning to watch that show for so long. Oh, now. yeah. Well, there's a couple of IT crowd people in that. Man, mm-hmm. I need to get on it. Yeah, mm-hmm. so, Marcy, you really like Noel. I do. Mm-hmm. I, I, of course, watched the Great British Bake Off, <laughs> and so he was a delight to have on there. <laughs> just he was so, just just so cute. <laughs> he was a delight. I mean, I can't explain just it any the, other way. Just the sweetest. Just the yeah. sweetest. He just is. about as sweet as the cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> I know. If not sweeter. <laughs> I love Richmond so much. He's such a great addition to the show. He added so much when he came. Honestly, I, I really I love like all the faraway looks. You know when when Richmond will <laughs> yes. look off, he'll look off into space, yeah. and everyone else kind of gets behind him. Like, what's he looking at? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Great addition. That's only there in a few episodes. Like just he's just there and gone. And yeah. 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 But like you don't forget him. No. He's like. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but, but the moment that you do forget about yeah. him, he, he's there, there again. He is, yeah. <laughs> oh, it's so great. <laughs> Christopher Morris played Denim Renum, the original boss of and owner of Renum Industries. What do they do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? Morris acted in shows The Day Today and The Brass Eye, and more recently, Stuart Lee's Comedy Vehicle. He's very funny in this show. He's a w- way over-the-top, ridiculous boss mm-hmm. who... Is like what the employees see as their boss, even though maybe in real life their boss is definitely not like that. But yeah. just they exaggerate everything about it, and then he just is that. Yeah. It's... If you've had a ridiculous boss, you understand. Yeah. <laughs> Finally, we have Matt Barry as Douglas Renum, the successor to Denim Renum. Douglas is irresponsible, sexually motivated, and easily distracted by expensive things or just women in general. <laughs> yep. Oh, my god. This is a caricature for sure. Yeah. I mean, this person, and it was so funny. We asked on Twitter people's thoughts on the show, mm-hmm. and overwhelming. There was just an overwhelming love for Douglas. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of character where you just kind of have to take a deep breath and just watch and just accept <laughs> what they're doing and just not get just, too upset about yeah. what they're doing and just kind of, you know, because yeah. he does some crazy things. Yeah. Yeah. It stresses me out sometimes. <laughs> it's like, shh, be quiet. I'm doing Secret Millionaire. <laughs> it's like his, in the way he talks, it's just, <laughs> yeah. just too over the top, but it's, it's so funny. Yeah. 
or even when he he looks in the desk that you know his father had had oh yeah and he finds the gun and he's like oh i wonder if it's loaded and then he just puts it in his mouth and like pulls yeah. the trigger <laughs> and it, of course it isn't loaded because he doesn't get shot and he's like oh okay i guess it's not oh my <laughs> it's gosh. like who would do that <laughs> why would you do that he, he does that as a motion for like firing somebody too he does yeah. it to himself it's yeah like, he's like you gonna are gonna be <laughs> to his to himself. What do you mean? <laughs> like it makes no one. I don't get it. He's so oh, well. he's so deep. He's got such a deep character. Damn these electric sex pants. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Before IT crowd, Barry had roles in Garth Marenghi's Dark Place, The Mighty Boosh, and Snuffbox. He quickly became a fan favorite on the IT crowd and has recently starred in The Toast of London. What We Do in the Shadows, and Moomin Valley. So, <laughs> let's talk about our favorite episodes. Yay! We've come to the part of the episode where we get to talk about all our favorite parts of the show. Yay! Yay. We kind of did that a little bit, but just... A uh, little bit, Just yeah. ignore that we said that. We gotta, we gotta pepper it, it in, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. So, we asked on Twitter some people's favorite episodes and some suggestions, and what we're gonna do is we're gonna talk about some of our favorite episodes yes, yes and then we're gonna talk just we're just gonna mention some of the things that people said on twitter as well let's do it the first episode we want to mention is the first episode of the show yesterday's jam season one episode one Yay. yeah in the premiere episode we meet jen barber a woman who lies her way into a job at a large ambiguous company called renham industries Jen, thinking she will have a glamorous role and beautiful view atop the London skyscraper, is shocked to learn that she is now the head of the IT department located in the basement. Lol. I mean, that's what you get for lying your way into it, but... (laughs) It's the first, like, five minutes of the episode, Mm -hmm. and, you know, we meet her, we meet the boss... And then we see this descent into the basement. Yes. She gets really excited. She's like, ooh, they've got co-ed bathrooms like Allie McBeal, she says. You know. Yeah, they've and- got huge windows in all of the <laughs> yeah. all of the office spaces are just giant windows along the, the wall. <laughs> yeah. And she gets down to the bottom and the elevator opens just like half a foot. <laughs> Get out to the lift. <laughs> So she comes in, and this is where they cut to Moss and Roy. And this is the first time we see them in the whole show, and this introduction is so important. (laughs) The phone is ringing and ringing. (laughs) And Roy is just at the desk, and he's eating his food, and he is taking his sweet time. He's drinking this water... Yeah, he's licking all of his fingers. Yeah, because they do like a fake out. He he licks all the fingers on one hand, and then he stops for a second, and then he pulls out his other hand. Yeah, and he, he licks does, every does it again. single finger on that one. Yeah, <laughs> and then he answers the phone, and the first line he says is, "Hello, it. Have you tried turning it off and on again?" <laughs> and then Jen comes in, and we've got this. You know, this whole strange dynamic that just continues for the rest of the show. Enter Roy and Moss, two computer nerds about to have their delicate ecosystem disrupted by Jen's presence. What's worse, Jen is now head of the department for which she knows nothing about. Oh, boy. (laughs) Because Jen is now head of IT, but she has no knowledge of computers. (laughs) Yeah. Which which is a recurring thing. They <laughs> they trick her mm-hmm. into like explaining, you know, nonsense. This is the beginning of the joke that Jen does not have a good understanding of some English phrases when she calls them social piranhas instead of pariah. Near the end of the episode she says, mm-hmm. Oh, we're social piranhas. <laughs> this joke returns near the end of the show when she says pedal stool instead of pedestal. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Roy's shirt in this episode has the acronym RTFM, which stands for Read the Fucking Manual. What? Yeah. <laughs> nice. I I think this is a great introduction episode. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have anything else you want to say about it? I think it worked out perfectly. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the perfect way to see that how how content they were in their space, yeah. where they where they wouldn't even answer the phone for forever, right? <laughs> yeah. And Moss is just there doing his Moss thing, right? But. As soon as she arrives, you can tell that 
it's going to be weird now. Mm -hmm. But it's the kind of weird that's like, obviously, that's what they're going for. Right, right. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, the setup that she's the normal one out of all three Mm -hmm. of them. Right, yeah. And it slowly turns that she's not. She's just as abnormal, I guess. (laughs) Throughout the show, yeah, it's it's revealed that, yeah, she's like almost either losing her personal skills or that Mm -hmm. like they were never really truly there. It's just that she's, yeah, she's just so good at it in comparison to Yeah. Them. Yeah. The next episode we want to talk about was Calamity Jen. In this episode, Denim declares war against stress. <laughs> he invites a stress expert into lecture and Roy and Moss attend. Jen, however, is preoccupied with a size five pair of shoes that can cause her more physical and emotional pain than she anticipated. Good grief. <laughs> oh my it's, gosh. It's so funny when they're listening to their boss talk about stress and he and he like gestures to her. He's like, what about you, Jen? Shoes. Shoes? What? Shoes. I love there's a scene where she's in the meeting and she just leans back and sees mm-hmm. the exit. Mm-hmm. I think that reminds me of every meeting I've ever been in in yeah. my whole life. Yes. <laughs> you like, exit, like, like you're so close. My escape. <laughs> Within the episode, it is revealed that the new emergency number, <laughs> instead of 999, which is British. You guys ready? Is oh, gosh. 0118-999-8819-9119-7253. Yeah, I mean, you guys can remember that one, right? Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I definitely did. <laughs> with... <laughs> That was from memory. Yeah. With, with faster ambulances and yes. more beautiful drivers. Yeah. It's not just the emergency services. No. They're your emergency services. <laughs> One of the jokes within this episode is that anything that is made in Britain does not work. Ha <laughs> Self-deprecating humor. I love that stuff. Mm-hmm. Because it even goes so far, the fire extinguisher. Yes. Catches fire. <laughs> that that's funny on its really? own, but then the, the double wham! Like, wow, how did that happen? It says made uh, in Britain. Uh. Yeah, that explains <laughs> it. So the scene where Moss and Roy proceed to take their seats at the lecture is actually based on a Laurel and Hardy skit from their 1933 film Sons of the Desert. Oh, really? Yeah. One thing that may slip by is that when Denim goes to talk to Jen at the end about all her stress, he is a couple doors down, actually, from their office area. So if she had not gone out to stall him, he may have just walked away. This would have avoided the cover-up of the office fire and the stolen stress machine. I didn't even realize that. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. (laughs) This is a really like quote well quoted episode, and also it's a great episode because of the it gave us that GIF or GIF where Moss is oh, at yeah. the computer and he's looking at the fire. He's emailing about the fire. <laughs> yes, dear sir, stroke madam, fire! Exclamation mark. Fire! Exclamation mark. Help me! Exclamation mark. One two three Carandon Road. Looking forward to hearing from you. All the best. Maurice Moss. <laughs> everyone comes in. Oh, fi- there's a fire. I've taken care of it. <laughs> so the next episode that we're going to talk about is The Red Door. Season one, episode four. Mystery. Moss, in order to keep track of his white mug, puts a picture of himself on it. Jen gets curious about a red door in the office, but the guys warn her that to keep the office in correct balance, she must not open the door for any reason. She does, of course, open the door to find Richmond, a vampiric employee, inside. <laughs> it's so cold in here. Yeah. She oh, it keeps these things cool. What are they for? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I don't know what any of this stuff even does. What's going on there? I don't know. Is it good that it's doing that? <laughs> Occasionally it doesn't do that, and I think I should tell them, but often I just look away. Obviously, we really like this character. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's great. Yeah, we find out that Richmond is was, at one point in time, Denim's second right-hand man. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, 
things didn't go very well that yeah he attended his mother's funeral but wearing the goth makeup he, yeah he discovered what was the name of the band cradle of filth cradle of filth <laughs> and it changed the man my my favorite is when Ma, it was when roy comes back and he's like richmond and richmond like flutters away <laughs> <laughs> And, and not only all this, but the recurring joke of that mug with the face on the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a good joke. It, it, it is lovely how it travels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Richmond's name in this episode is revealed to be Richmond Avenal. And a recording artist named Tino Ghost wrote a song <laughs> based on the character Richmond entitled Richmond Syndrome. <laughs> wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. The image on Roy's t-shirt in this episode is the kill screen from Pac-Man's level 256. When the game was only on arcade games, it lacked the memory to display the whole screen for this level, and so the right half of the maze was corrupted. That's right. I've heard about this. I've heard of this Pac-Man. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It rings a bell. (laughs) So this is another pretty popular episode, The Haunting of Bill Krause. So, Jen has a bad date with a co-worker named Bill. In order to not see him again, she persuades Moss to lie for her. Cracking under the pressure, Moss ends up making a lie he could not control <laughs> by saying that Jen died. <laughs> <laughs> Just tell him I'm busy. That's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> but that guy, that oh, son of yes. a gun, telling everyone... Yeah. In the yeah. office. Not only that she's dead, but that he was the last person to sleep with her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What a dick. Yeah, yeah, he's a jerk. Jen gets all these flowers and all this attention, oh, right, and she, right. thinks yeah. that, she thinks that everybody, you know, is just is thinking of her, and mm. and then, you know, they get Elton John to come and, <laughs> yeah. and sing for them. There's Elton John singing about death. <laughs> <laughs> It gets wild, Aww. out of control. But I think my favorite part is at the end mm-hmm. when he thinks she's dead mm-hmm. and yeah. she's standing in the rain or face yeah. in his window. Yes. Yeah. Stop telling people I slept with you. Yeah. <laughs> like, her like makeup is running down her yeah. face. You it's great. <laughs> the title of this episode plays on the haunting of Hill House. Okay. So we're going to talk a little bit about some people's Twitter responses when we asked about favorite episodes. So this was an, the next one we're going to talk about was an overwhelming response. I think we got mm-hmm. this from, you know, we, we got about 12 comments. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think almost three or four of them might have been this episode. So the History Cash podcast at Cash History said, I love this show. The work outing is my favorite. But the countdown episode and the haunting of Bill Krause are close second and third. So we just mentioned Bill Krause. And we'll get to the countdown episode in a minute. (laughs) But, yes, we heard this from quite a few people. Mm. The work outing. This is the first one from season two. Yes, season two, episode one. Jen's new guy interest invites her, Roy and Moss, to a controversial play. Attending this play unleashes a slew of hilarious misunderstandings and and consequences. So this is the episode where a man comes in and Jen thinks that he's inviting her on a date, which he probably was. But of Mm -hmm. course, Moss and Roy, not really being able to read what's going on, Mm -hmm. assume that they are also invited. Mm -hmm. And they just go ahead and invite themselves to this play. And (laughs) it turns out it's a musical about being gay. (laughs) Called Gay. Gay, the musical. (laughs) And I think one of my favorite gags in this episode is the poster. Gay, it's like the gay, the Uh musical, and then there's like reviews. The audience applauded. Not as long as some musicals. (laughs) (laughs) Like the most general kind of reviews you can have. I got through it. Yeah. I I think the part of this episode that everybody loves is when Roy and Moss both use bathrooms that they're not supposed to use. Mm-hmm. And this leads to them being mistaken sort as different things. But I, for one, totally kind of <laughs> get why they didn't. Because this bathroom had an attendant. <laughs> and normally they're just there to, you know, hand you a towel or, you know, give you soap if they're out or any, any number of things like that. You know, mm-hmm. at really fancy bathrooms like a theater. Right. 
but there this guy was just staring at them <laughs> and there were no there were no stalls at least not that we saw right so i get it yeah. <laughs> like i i couldn't i couldn't have gone to the bathroom knowing that that guy was just standing yeah. there looking mm-hmm. uh, and then he leaves like i just spent a pound to not go to the bathroom <laughs> Yeah, so Moss uses the employee toilet. Right. And the toilet that Roy uses, they refer to it as the disabled, but it's the accessible toilet. <laughs> when yeah. And then, when, you know, when Roy is done, he pulls, he believes he's pulling the cord to flush the toilet, mm-hmm. but accidentally pulls the emergency cord, mm-hmm. and everybody outside of the bathroom thinks that he is somebody who is in desperate need of help. Mm-hmm. And then from that moment on, he has to pretend that he I'm disabled (laughs) yeah he he just doesn't know what to say I'm disabled how how what how are you disabled Uh, leg disabled wait wait, wait, I'm being uh, do you have a wheelchair yes where stolen (laughs) how did they get in I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. It just it just spirals. And it, it really does. And then Moss, because he took did the employee toilet, he is now someone thinks he's staff knocking on the door. Mm-hmm. So Jen, who is t- absorbed in her own crap, and sees Roy in a wheelchair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You know, she just kind of slowly tries to accept it. And then she turns around to get a drink. And Moss, Moss is, is now in full uniform. Hello, miss. Behind the bar. <laughs> and I think that scene is so well-timed. Mm-hmm. I think the first time I saw it, I think I was on the floor. Moss comes out of the employee bathroom and is caught. And is like, what are you slacking off in there? Get Get your uniform on. Let's go. And then we don't see Moss for like a good a while. Yeah. while. It focuses more on it Roy. It focuses on what's like. happening to Roy and what's happening to Jen. Yes. And cause, because her date is like mm-hmm. familiar with all of the people who are at the theater or in the play, kind of like friends with the, all mm-hmm. of them. So they, there's lots to do. And then just boom, the reveal of Moss already in <laughs> uniform. You can see the look on her face. Like she's kind of, am I losing my mind? Like why? <laughs> Why is this happening? Because she's also dealing with this, like, I like this guy. He asked me out, but he might be gay, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) From the beginning, Roy and Moss are convinced that he's gay. Only because he came in to borrow a... a, Heat. Yeah, Heat magazine. Yeah. And they're like, oh, he's gay for sure. But but as the evening goes on, Mm -hmm. Jen starts to question it because she's seeing more and more evidence that he probably is. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And she always lets the things that they say go to her head, especially the yeah. things that Roy says. She oh, always yeah. lets them go Every to her time. head. Every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> Which, speaking of Roy, there's another little plot thing within this episode where one of the reasons that he actually goes to see the play is that he really likes oh, right. the lead woman in it, Laura mm-hmm. Knightley, um, and thinks that she's really hot and he wants to meet her and uh, he gets to meet her. But of course she thinks that he is gay because yeah. 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 Richard Ayoade's wife, Lydia Fox, plays Laura Knightley, the lead in the play. So that's cute. Yeah. <laughs> this is adorable. On the poster for the musical, you can spot members of the IT crowd production listed in the credits for the musical. Before they leave for the theater, Jen asks if they should walk instead of drive. Roy replies that he doesn't like walking. Later, he's, of course, faking a disablement and is being wheeled around in a wheelchair. My gosh. There's also one of my favorite lines in this is when that man, they meet a man and and he immediately notices that Roy is Irish. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. I love the Irish. Just mad, the lot of you, or whatever. Mm -hmm. He says, Oh, yeah, we're all insane. (laughs) 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 The next episode we're going to talk about is Return of the Golden Child, season two, episode two. This is another one. I think this one and the last one were the two that we heard the most are people's favorite episodes. Mm -hmm. So, actually, we got um, Better Than Robin Hood podcast. Yes. They said, Denim's funeral. 
Matt Berry's entrance is one of the funniest things I've ever seen. Stop all the clocks. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's what happens in this episode. Yes, it is. When their boss unexpectedly dies, the gang must attend his funeral. Roy, meanwhile, is terrified of dying after website predicts his death for that afternoon. <laughs> oh my god. This is one of those things where it's a perfect storm mm-hmm. and there's all these seemingly random plot points. Mm-hmm. And then they all kind of converge on each other at the exact yeah. right time. And it's, you know, there's so many great moments in this episode. Like when they ask Jen, what do you say at funerals? And Jen says, well, you say, I'm sorry for your loss and then move on. Mm-hmm. And so then Roy goes up and says, I'm sorry for your loss. Move on. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we go to the funeral <laughs> and Roy is thinks death is just around the corner because of this website. One of my favorite points of this episode that didn't make any sense to me until the funeral when it all comes together is why make a point about Roy's phone not vibrating enough Mm -hmm. just because he was annoyed with how little it vibrates and then Moss soups it up you know, he tries it, it shakes the desk, basically, and it's like, that's the lowest setting. Yeah. <laughs> so they're zapping, zapping each other with the, the vibration of the phone because it's, like, jiggling so much. And I guess that's funny. They're kind of just, you know, messing around mm-hmm, mm-hmm. while they should be more upset that their boss died, even though they didn't care, I guess. <laughs> yeah. But then later on, right at 3 p.m., when the website said he was going to die, he's watching the clock and it ticks past 3, he's like... And then his phone vibrates like crazy in his pocket. And he he's thinks like, he's having oh, a heart God. attack. No, I'm not fucking kidding. <laughs> I'm calling an ambulance, like screaming in this church, thinking that he's dying. It's tough to see, but there's actually a spider in this episode that was caught caught while filming. Yeah. Really. Yeah. In like the first scene. The website predicts Roy will die on Thursday, May 3rd. Which means that the episode probably takes place in 2007. Ah, nice yeah. little sneaky connection right so there. So that way we know, we know what the date was. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah, so this is a really great episode. And, and like we said, the beginning of Matt Berry, which mm-hmm. really was a turning point for the show. Yeah, mm-hmm. I thought he was just going to be like a joke character in that episode just for fun. Like, oh, there's the son. He's mm-hmm. a wacko, right? Yep. He'll be gone again. But then... They play another tape, like, play this in the event that the son, that your mm-hmm. son actually shows up. It's like, the business is yours. <laughs> yeah. Like, what? Yes. And then it becomes the... Which somehow saves the IT department. Yeah, because yes. the guy who was going to replace the boss was going to fire them for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the next episode we we're going to talk about is Moss and the German... Season 2, Episode 3. The situation in this episode is based on Armin Muse, who is a real man from Germany who did, in fact, eat another man. After finding a willing person online, he killed and then ate the man over the course of a few months. He is currently incarcerated for murder. Wow. Uh, Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, it makes sense that it just randomly pick a country. Like, oh, it'll the guy will be from Germany. Germany yeah. yeah, no, it's because somebody from Germany did do this. Wow. And they do make it a very clear point in the episode. Moss says, you know, I never was in danger because Roy's, you know, oh my gosh, it's so dangerous. And Moss is like, I wasn't in danger because he only wanted to do it if I was willing. Yeah, if the person... And, and yeah. I wasn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my so. consent was not forthcoming. <laughs> <laughs> one of the funniest things about this episode is that they make it a big point that stealing is is not good there's oh a whole anti-piracy oh, right, right. ad you wouldn't steal a handbag you wouldn't steal a car you wouldn't steal a baby you wouldn't shoot a policeman and then steal his helmet and then at the end moss and roy think that 
after the police have come and and that they're going to be asking them about this German guy who is going to eat them. And instead, it, it's he's... He, <laughs> where'd you get this movie? Yeah, where'd, where'd you, you get, get this DVD? <laughs> it starts with them trying to watch the movie in Roy's apartment mm. where, you know, it's just too small <laughs> and Moss just gets flustered and, and runs out. It's like, what, what are you doing? We're just trying to watch a movie. And he's like... We're, our relationship is stagnating. You're my wife. You're my wife, and we're stagnant in our relationship. And then there's these two girls across the street. <laughs> it's like, stop saying I'm your wife. <laughs> you are my wife. <laughs> and then finally leaves. Like, if anything, I'm the husband. <laughs> and just that. Oh, God. So the next one we'll talk about is actually my dad's favorite episode. Mm. Uh, the dinner party. Very nice. Yeah. Jen is dating a normal person called Peter. <laughs> When some friends cancel on a dinner party, Moss, Roy, and Richmond are invited to her party in their place. And this is a very, this is your lowest moment, Jen. <laughs> when when Jen says, oh, I, you guys really are my friends. You know, I really do like, I do, you know, care about your thoughts and opinions. And, and then the moment that she needs to find three people to fill this party, she does not want to invite them. No. <laughs> I can't have you. <laughs> house is my safe place. <laughs> <laughs> One thing that happens in this episode that is different for the U.S. and the U.K. is the pronunciation of the word pedophile. Ah, uh-huh, yes. They say pedophile. Mm-hmm. So Peter, his last name is File. It's something that yeah. comes up during the dinner party. And so then when you say it all together, Peter File or pedophile mm-hmm. sounds... <clears throat> Like pedophile. A little yeah. too close. Yeah. <laughs> file is my second name. All oh, right, I see. Uh, Peter File. Who's a pedophile? <laughs> no, no. His name is Peter File. In an episode of Brass Eye called Pedophilia, written by Christopher Morris, who played Denim, a character named Peter File is attacked after being mistaken for a pedophile. Peter, or a pedophile. Wow. So it's not, you know. <laughs> they pulled it from something. Yeah. 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 The song Jen turns down and then back up is Game of Pricks by Guided by Voices. Lol. So we're going to, we only have a couple episodes left here. Mm-hmm. Um, this is another one that I think we did hear from some people they did like called The Speech. Yeah. I like this one a lot. <laughs> yeah. This is a classic episode for sure. When Jen is named Employee of the Month, she gets a big head. Having to give a speech as leader of the IT department, Roy and Moss convince the unsuspecting Jen that the internet is actually a tiny black box in order to embarrass her. So, so this joke was brought up again in the final episode, which we'll talk about in a minute, when the group addresses the fact that the men never told Jen the truth about the internet. Mm-hmm. Even after all of that. Mm-hmm. They just let it go. Mm-hmm. So this is such a great, I think this is the episode that made me really fall in love with the show mm-hmm. when I first started watching it years ago, just because of, I loved Roy and I I loved like his dynamic with Jen you know when she was just like have you ever been employee of the month and he's like I, I guess I just want it so damn much you know I just that's why I don't have it you know and it's just I, I <laughs> obviously not <laughs> yeah I just I love I love his sarcasm you know just this whole wow I am I'm much better than everybody else and her entire attitude changes yeah she gets a new desk and everything that's yeah. just too tall and yeah Everything. And then, yeah, the guys devise this perfect plan mm-hmm. where, you know, they'll embarrass her. She'll she'll say that the internet is this black box, which everybody knows yeah. isn't. Right. They say it's this black box that sits on Big Ben. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Has it been completely demagnetized <laughs> by Stephen Hawking himself? <laughs> well, if the hawk says it's okay. <laughs> this is also an episode, an interesting episode with Douglas where he starts to date a woman who was once a man. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, this it was this is one of those moments where you know you'll say the the show can be interpreted different ways and mm-hmm. stuff. To us, that's not like a joke at all. Like none of that was a joke to me. Mm-hmm. Even yeah. watching it a few years ago, I was like, yeah. right. I actually just felt very bad. Yeah, for her. For her. very yeah. bad. Me too. Yeah, because yeah. it seemed to be going so well. She uh, thought, yeah, she he thought said he, he loved her. Yeah, she thought he had ex- like he had accepted it, and it was he didn't yeah. even care. Yeah, <laughs> the fight obviously is over the top. Oh, it, yeah, that was a joke, and then be like, yeah, yeah, like yeah. <laughs> her going to like slap him. You know, the the stereotypical slap. 
of like a woman offended would just be like a whip, but it was like boom, Ooh, like a yeah. punch he, like, in the face. Out, they yeah. definitely they overplayed the sound effects. Yeah, yeah, a lot. Yeah. So after that, we have the final countdown, which is another episode that yes, yes <laughs> is another episode that History Cash mentioned. And go ahead, Mars. Yeah, so Moss becomes a member of an elite group of people who have won the game Countdown a certain amount of times. Roy tries to locate a window cleaner who left a ladder in his apartment. You see, you just say those, and it's like, what? (laughs) Two completely crazy separate things. Uh There's nothing wrong with being a window cleaner. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, because at the same time, he comes across an old college mate that is doing really well for himself mm-hmm. and you know is like oh i'm at this big company now yeah, i'm he's doing a, really well he's a head writer at yes. shotgun games yeah that's who, right who roy plays a lot of so he's yeah. like super like wow yeah. that's super awesome but yeah he doesn't ask roy what he's he doesn't doing say a thing what a rude <laughs> oh rude yes. rude so guy rude. Mm-hmm. and then of course every time roy comes across him again he like has ladder equipment <laughs> and yeah. Yeah, all that <laughs> yeah yeah i love this is the one with that very classic you know i came here to kick ass and drink milk and I just finished my milk. Yeah. I don't know where the original one came from, but I know another famous one that's basically the same thing is kick ass and chew bubble gum. Mm-hmm. You heard that one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I came to kick ass and chew bubble gum, and I'm all out of gum. Mm-hmm. It's like a, the action movie version, and yeah. then they just did this one with milk. I think it's so funny. That That's... Uh, that's such a great thing because it's set up just like a normal club. Mm-hmm. Everyone's acting as cool as they want to be. They have their per- their own personas. Yeah, you know, right. they have their own nicknames. Yeah, I'm a different person in in here. You know, he's he's such a surprising character. Mm-hmm. This is one of those times when he really does surprise you. Mm-hmm. He flips a switch and he becomes very cool and very yeah. He's yeah. awesome and he does everything right and he kicks ass. <laughs> yes, it's great because yeah. he's just All in the his ladies element. Love him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And before we talk about the final episode, I just want to mention here just a couple more things from responses that we got on Twitter. Um, Tim Cornman said that all of the episodes are his favorite. <laughs> um, that's cheating. <genius. laughs> <laughs> but, like, they're all yeah, so they good. Are. Can't blame him. And M, our friend M from Verbal Diorama, she's really great and she's always responding to us and that's very nice of her. Mm-hmm. She said, I adore the IT crowd. And this is... She's British, actually. And this is great to hear this so from a this British is, person. Yeah. Yeah. I adore the IT crowd. It's one of our greatest comedies. So honestly, I'm delighted it's well received across the pond. I don't think it's aged particularly well, but some episodes are just standout amazing. Douglas is the best character by far. Mm-hmm. So, and I, I just wanted to talk about that because we're going to go ahead and talk about the final episode, and that's a bit of a jump ahead. Yes. And so when she said you know some of it may not be have aged well i absolutely she's absolutely right mm-hmm. there are definitely plot points in this show that you know woo. so you know there are there are definitely things in this that have not aged well and mm-hmm. that's definitely something that we recognize but there are you know it's also still a funny show yeah so the final episode season five episode one After a season five was planned and then scrapped, the show decided on one hour-long special instead. The cast reunited and filmed the final episode, and it aired in September of 2013, according to IMDb. This is a couple years after the the final episode of season four. Interesting. Yeah, so this is why if you watch this, it's a little jarring. It yeah. looks a little different. Mm-hmm. It looks a little more polished, the cleaned up. The cameras are nicer. Yeah, <laughs> and also the actors look richer. They look like they <laughs> yeah. they look successful, don't they? Yes. I, I feel like I, they do. I, they, I totally they see They have it now. some kind of aura about them yeah. where they're just yeah. like, I know what I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. This isn't my first gig, yeah. even mm-hmm. though you know it may not have been. And before this came out, it basically season four ends, and it just kind of felt like the show just ends, and there's no conclusion to it. And I remember just kind of being disappointed. So when this came out, I was so happy that mm-hmm. there was something to watch that just kind of wrapped it all up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So... Moss discovers the power of women's slacks. <laughs> Roy and Jen become the most hated people on the internet. And Douglas has to lay low after co- after committing crimes on the show Secret Millionaire. The show ends with the group finally getting to leave the basement. 
Yay. Hooray. Yeah, they start in the basement, and then finally, you know, the, the show begins with Jen descending into the yeah. basement, mm-hmm. and it ends with them leaving the they basement. They started from the bottom, now they're here. Yeah. <laughs> and not not only do they just get to leave the basement, they basically inherit the company. Yeah. Yeah. Almost. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that it, this ending, it, the, the episode is pretty strange, you know, goes lots of directions, and it's, you know... <laughs> there's some really, really weird things that happen in this episode. But, you know, some of my favorite parts are Moss's board game web show. Yeah. Yes. Game board. Yeah. <laughs> when Rory realized he has this self-realization or so he becomes self-aware. He has this moment where he realizes that, like, just weird things happen to them and it's not <laughs> yeah. normal. Yeah. You know, I, I love that moment. You know, remember that time when I had to pretend... <laughs> To be disabled, and then I ended up in Manchester. <laughs> that wasn't normal. <laughs> <laughs> this show has so many wonderful little bits and moments, and some jokes that are so subtle that you just you just end up laughing so hard when you finally get them, or mm-hmm. you know, because you might not right away. And mm-hmm. little bits like just images of Moss pulling out his bowl of popcorn and eating yeah. it you know when things happen or you know there's an episode where roy wears this coat that moss hates and he constantly says, burn it you know? <laughs> <laughs> and you know just stuff like that i i mean there's just so many wonderful little things in this show mm-hmm. and i love how i love how it ends you know and they do they end it with moss yeah flipping off the lights kind of they kind of felt like moss really was the main character of the show. He he was the one that was really the offbeat nerd. Yeah, yeah. He was the most unique character because mm-hmm. you have your assholes who don't really believe that they're assholes and they mm-hmm. kind of do their own thing. You know, you have Jen, the character who's trying to <laughs> make sense of it all. You know, those kind of characters exist and they're kind of a trope that gets used. But Moss is kind of this... Innocent Enigma. Kind of? Yeah, I was, I was thinking innocent <laughs> yeah, too, because yeah. he also doesn't swear. He, yeah, he's he very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, he's very genuine in pretty much everything that he does. You know, Roy's a little more not genuine <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when it comes to things. But yeah, Moss always really believes in what he's doing, mm-hmm. and and I think that I think they ended it pretty well. I think that was a pretty good mm-hmm. way to say goodbye. Yeah. Yep. And I think it's really funny to think that Douglas being in trouble with the law, for <laughs> real, his place to hide, to, his place to lay low, is in the basement of his very own company. <laughs> you would, you'd think that anywhere in that building would be the first place to look, or maybe the second place to look after his house. Nobody wants to go down there, though. But yeah. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. So... All right, so are there any other last thoughts about the IT crowd? Um, I want to say that I haven't actually seen the show in its entirety, but I really have been meaning to. I really, really want to. I've seen the episodes that we talked about and a few more beyond that, but I I need to do a straight watch through because then it's really going to come together and be satisfying. So I need to get around to that. And if you haven't seen it, then you should do it too. It's on Netflix in the U.S. That's right. Mm-hmm. When I graduated college, I became obsessed with this show, and I watched it constantly, and I just I just burned through it real fast. Mm-hmm. And there's only six episodes every season, so yeah, it's not a long show, which is kind of a bummer when you get when you find a show that you really like and it just doesn't keep going. Mm-hmm. You know, like we talked about at the beginning, shows can outstay their welcome, mm-hmm. but this one hadn't yet. Sometimes, I think. Oh. Sometimes I like when they're shorter like this because then I can just rewatch them so many True. times. That's a good point. They're a little bite-sized yeah. and I, chunks. And I feel like I have a little bit of a collection mm-hmm. of really good shows that are short. Yeah. And yeah. then I can just yeah. kind of watch them all like over and over. That's you know what true. I mean? Yeah, like watch point. them together yeah. and then it, they're all, it's a variety. You know, like I'll watch this, I'll watch Broadchurch, mm-hmm. you know, like mm-hmm. short shows mm-hmm. with just, but you know, quality over quantity. Unlike yep. the Black Case Diaries. Yeah. <laughs> we strike a balance. <laughs> <laughs> and we, with that. <laughs> we let go of just enough quality. That's right. So that we can. <laughs> That's right. So that we can have more. Uh, and with that, friends, that is the end of our season three. That's right. Here yeah. at the Black Case Stars, I would like to say that's a season closed. 
Hey! That was pretty good. Yeah. All right. That was pretty good. Great way to end the season. That's yeah. right. That's right. If you like our show, you can find us on Twitter at Black Case Diary. You can find us on Instagram at Black Case Diaries Podcast. We have a website, blackcasediaries.com. You can find all of our episodes and our show notes. And we do supplemental things. We'll show videos, links. Guys, we work so hard on it. Please, for the love of God, go to our website. (laughs) (laughs) We also have a Redbubble where we sell some merch. That's right. What is it? Blackcasediary.redbubble.com. Yeah. There's also a big banner on the website. So if you just go to the homepage, you'll see it right there. It's kind of hard to miss. We also have a Patreon. Thank you so much to our patrons. Yes, thank you so Uh, much. Joel and Jacob, Anthony, Shelly. John. John. That's all of them. You got them. Yeah. Hey. So thank you so much, guys. And uh, we really appreciate all of you. Thank you so much for listening to us. We'll see you in season four. See ya. Bye-bye. Bye.